Welcome to the Standing Out in Ohio podcast, where we discuss topics, upcoming events, news, and predictions with real estate professionals and entrepreneurs. Listen and learn what makes their companies and themselves stand out and gain advantages over the competition and gain market share. Subscribe for the latest news and discussion on what it takes to stand out from the crowd. Now, here's your host, Jim. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Standing Out in Ohio podcast. This is Jim. Of course, with me is Laura Troth, the office goddess. Hi, everyone. So this week, it was just yesterday. Anyway, we went to the board meeting for the Ohio Home Home Inspector Inspector Licensing. Licensing Board. We went to that meeting because on their agenda, they had walk and talk inspections and- Limited inspections and education. and, And education. So- We've got the, the walk, scoop. Yeah, we've got the scoop. Walker Talk has been a very big topic. Some people like them. Some people hate them. Some people have never some heard of them. Some people are clueless as whether or not they even should be done or can be done. So we got the scoop on that. But first, let's listen to this. Habitation investigation is the way to go for a home inspection in Ohio. Trusted licensed home inspectors for your needs from radon to mold to warranties. For a great home inspection, you really can't go wrong. Visit home inspections in Ohio.com. Okay, Laura, first of all, let's do some definitions. Walk and talk. What is that? That is exactly what it sounds like. You've got somebody that comes in with the client. They walk through the house, tell them the stuff they see, and they leave. Usually, there's no contract. Money does exchange hands, of course. Money does it. So there's some kind of a- some kind of a contractual agreement based contractual upon agreement. money. Yep. Um, and there's nothing written. It's all verbal. So. No agreement, no written report, exchange of cash. Yes. Okay. So that's those are that's a walk and talk. That's a walk and talk. Then the other thing was a limited inspection or partial Partial inspection. Kind of like the same thing. It was like a limited like scope scope of the inspection. Hey, we're only gonna look at these four things. That was discussed. And that of that one with the limited or partial inspections, there's a written agreement saying what's gonna be looked at. And what's and other things are not included. Very, very well spelled out. We're looking at this because of this reason, and we're not looking at these. Yes, like hey, we're looking at we're looking at the furnace, the water heater, and the we'll, we'll say electrical panel because this is what the client requested. Other things were requested to be ignored. Something very specific and, or. Uh, a roofing contractor came in and did my roof, and I think it's leaking now. Can you come in and look at it? Yes, that's something we'll do for a current homeowner. But yes, right. so partial inspections, it was determined it's okay to do those because it's written out in the agreement what is and what is not going to be looked at. That's, that's clear. And there's a written report on it. Now, there are caveats to that where in the written report, you still have to put in the areas that you didn't look at. So we have that list of stuff that we need to look at typically for the state of Ohio. If we don't look at those, we need to state in the report, this is a limited scope inspection. These were the areas we looked at. These were the areas we didn't. And this is why. 
see the agreement for additional info. I was like, sometimes when we do a commercial inspection, it, the, one of the very first paragraphs in the report is like, this is the scope of the inspection that we're going to look at. The, we'll say the roof, the exterior, and the water heaters. Parking lot. All other areas not listed were not looked at. And sometimes we even say, if they were mentioned, they were only mentioned as a courtesy and does not mean they were actually looked at or inspected. Right. So, so partial or I can't think of the other name. It was partial or limited Lim- scope. Limited scope, I limited think, was scope. what they were calling them. Yes. Partial seems to be more appropriate. Maybe a little more easier to understand. So, a partial inspection is fine to do as long as it's explained what you're looking at and what you're not looking at. There's a written report. And there is a written contract that is signed yes. by both parties. So for real estate agents, what this means is you you should not be recommending to anybody do a walk and talk because, first of all, as a real estate agent and, and professional, you're required to understand the laws and stay up on them. Yes. And it's always been not allowed the walk and talks. It has yes. never been allowed to do it. Well, once licensing started, once licensing started over a year ago, they were not allowed to be done. Because but, they didn't meet the criteria for the inspections. Correct. Which is the agreement. The specific scope the, of it. And the written report. Right. So they're, they're never been allowed. But now they're, they're updating the articles. They're updating the code of ethics. And they are stating flat out that you cannot do any inspection verbally. It has to be given in a written report. Yep. So as an agent, you should not allow that to happen. Do not recommend it. It does not meet the standards. And you are held to a higher standard because you're supposed to stay up on this stuff. But you could do partial inspection. You could say, hey, I know you're... uh, well, well this still gets the, the issue where the agents, in order for the buyers to get their offer accepted, they almost have to waive the inspection, which is not 100% true because we're, we're doing inspections. We're, we're doing a lot of inspections and we're, a lot of people are saying, hey, we're, we're going to have the inspection for informational purposes only. Not requesting repairs. Not requesting repairs, and they call it a day. And if it's bad enough that there's a lot of repairs, more than they can financially handle, because, I mean, let's face it, you're putting in tens of thousands of dollars over asking price. You're making up appraisal gap. You're not going to have a lot of money left over to make a bunch of repairs. So people need to know what they're getting into because money's going to be tight. Yes, yeah, especially with like you said, the appraisal gap, building, bidding over, they can take care of all that. But anyway, partial inspections are fine. Got to have the agreement. Got to have the written report. I don't see those going a long way when it goes toward purchase, you know, a new home buyer. And they they thought they had to waive the inspection to get their offer accepted. Because we're, we've been keeping pretty busy. We're, we're gaining market share despite the whole market shrinking a bit because there's not that many houses on the market. We're gaining market share, and but we're doing inspections, so people, agents, agents can get their their buyers into contract with inspections. They may be waiving the re- remedy portion, but their buyers do deserve to know what's fully going on, and right. therefore they get their warranties. 
Right. Well, whenever we do a homeless pet, there's warranties that go with that to protect the new homeowner and, of course, the agent is agent's reputation as well. Right. But we can also do the inspection after the new people move in. Say they wait for the inspection, they they buy the house, they take possession. We come do the whole house inspection. Then after that, which we've done owner, several of those, we've done several. Yeah, we've done quite a few of those. Now the new homeowner can hear what's going on with their house, learn about that, know what to prioritize, and get our short term warranties to protect them. And the long term warranty if they want that also. Yep, and a heck of a deal. So anyway, if you're a real estate agent, listen to this. Walking talks are officially dead. They clarify that in the the articles for the ethics. In those articles, they they clarify that, uh, but it it's dead. You should it not is. be doing that. He's dead, Jim. He's dead, Jim. <laughs> so anyway, I think that's it. Really, really that's yeah. as short as we go. Was there anything else they, they talked about? Well, they talked about the. Uh, they talked education. about the education, but that was more of a definition for the online and clarifying some things because it looks like online is here to stay. So, Which I like because we teach a ton of right. CE classes. I was just about to say that. Brilliant they, minds. They were specifically talking about CE, continued education for home inspectors, but if they allow it for home inspectors, why would they get rid of it for agents? Right. They would not. So I'm glad to see the online is going to be a... Continue ongoing thing because it is very time consuming, you know, time efficient for us to do Zoom meetings. We still like going in on person. We had a pretty good class over Keller Williams the other day. Yeah, it was nice in person. That was good. And we, and because we're in person, we could pass out uh, orange oil. Yeah, we gave out orange essential oils to agents because they, they can relax. I mean, orange is kind of a relaxing scent and they're stressed because they can't find houses. <laughs> Uh, to offer, like, hey, sniff that oil and just relax. Yes. Orange oil, not ganja oil. <laughs> I don't know how that works anyway. But anyway, so that was that. So Zoom classes, like to stay for everybody forever. I like that. It's good. And then there's also, oh, if it was a Zoom class for CE, there had to be a portion which they, if it was like self-paced class, there had to be a way for the student to communicate or ask questions to get clarification on things. So that yes. was something that I think was new. Yeah, there was what synonymous heard. and asynonymous. The there's, synonymous there's was synonymous uh, synchronous, 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 synchronous okay. is like when we teach our Zoom classes. Like we have the ethics class, we have the mold class, we have all the Zoom classes we have. The ones we just did today. Yes, when we te- when we're teaching those, those are synchronous because we're on. And the student is on at the same time. Do this uh, online okay. class. They're on at the same time, and we and we talk back and forth. The asynchronous is where it's just online video, self paced, pay, self paced. There's nobody to talk to. The asynchronous was okay if there's a way to communicate for the people to ask questions, right? And then there's another type. It was a hybrid, like some online video you watch by yourself, and the other type is like live action, you know, Zoom, Zoom thing. You still you still got that interaction. So that and then was, that the was in person thing. yet too. And then you have the in person, of course. So that that was it from the board meeting. It was two hours. Yeah, two hours of CE for I it. Got, yeah, I didn't I, know I, that. I didn't know that. I got two hours of continuing ed credit for for being in there. Well, we we did speak. We did talk talk to the board and had, and give them examples of things that we're seeing, and and, and they seemed very appreciative. Oh uh, no, that that we're there. So. And people recognize us, which is kind of interesting. Kind of cool. Yeah, well, it's like something I haven't seen forever. And 
Um, Some I've never seen. What, like Ann Pettit? Did you ever yeah. see her before? I don't know that I've ever met her, I, no. I think I've met her briefly before, but I think she recognized me, and then she talked talk to somebody on the phone, and, <laughs> and she goes, oh, yeah, they, they, they say hi. I'm like, oh, okay. So it's kind of interesting. So anyway, I think that's it for this one. Do you think of anything else? No, but do you remember why Ann um, checked with that other person on the warranties? Yes. That might be something to mention. Yeah, okay. That was because... If you do a walk and talk, the home if the person the homeowner has a buys a home warranty or has one bought for them, the home warranties are not very likely to accept a claim if there's no official home inspection on the house. Especially the short like if they move in and within thirty days there's some type of a problem, they're it likely to not Well yeah. Well, well, hey, if you didn't do a home inspection, you go, hey, I moved in the house. Hey, my air conditioner's not, not working. I need you to the fix it for me. If I was a warranty company, I'm like, dude, did, did that even work in the first place? Right. I, I don't, I do, I'm going to doubt it worked. Now, she, the, the person who she talked to did not say they would automatically disclaim it, but it's going to be tougher. Now, and I did have, well, yeah, it's harder for them to, uh, to pay for that claim if they, didn't have the inspection. It wasn't working in the first working. place when you bought the bought the house. I remember years ago, there was a house I was inspecting. There's shingles missing off the roof, and I overheard the agent tell the home buyer, "Don't worry about the shingles. The whole, the home warranty will take care of those." No, they won't. They are not going to pay for pre existing conditions. No. If you bought a house with a bad roof. You own the bad roof. The warranty company is not going to fix your roof. If or your an water insurance heater, company, or if your warrant, if your water heater is leaking, and you you bought it that way, the home warranty is not going to buy you a new water heater or fix it because because your water is leaking. It, it was like that when you bought it. The warranties are for hey, everything works good. My my furnace flame looks good. I move in. All right, it's it's not working now. Or it stopped working shortly after moved in. Now that's the home warranties. That's when they come in and go, Oh, okay. We'll help you out, restore you back to where you were before. Right. But without knowing that was good, they're gonna they're more likely to uh deny your claim. Yep. Now now if you move in and your house and your air conditioner does not work <laughs> and you didn't have a home inspection, you and it's during the summertime, it's gonna suck. I have, so heard, hard. <laughs> I have heard, I'm like, well, if you deal with it, the hot, humid house for a couple months, then make a claim. Maybe they'll, and you, maybe you can convince them that it actually did work when you first moved in. I don't know, it's a risk. It's, it's still cheating, though. Yeah, because it right. still didn't work. Nope. But anyway. So I, that's I, the scoop. That's the scoop. That's the scoop on the, on the board we went to the other day. Bottom line. No walk and talk. Walk and talks are dead. Do not do those. You can get in trouble for recommending them. It does, and it does. It protects nobody. It, no. it's, it is not good. So don't do not do the walking talks. You can do partials. Once again, yeah, we got we got. We don't know. If we're going to do the partial inspections. I'm kind of thinking about making up a small package, but it's not going to be. It's going to. I don't know. I don't want to do that because because you leave out so many important things, right? And, and everything's connected. 
And and you're in there and you're looking at one system and maybe it's right beside this one, but that's not part of the scope. And then something's wrong with that one system you didn't look at. And the buyer goes, well, they were right there beside it. Why couldn't they have just told me? And where where do you draw that line? And where where is well, it enough? And that's why the attorney at the board meeting said, well, you need to have your agreement very well written out, very clear as what you're not looking at. Right. So, so it's like now, I don't. I'd, I'd rather do, I'd rather do all of it, and, or wait until they move in, or wait until they move in, do the whole thing. But you know, they own it at that point. You're not going to save any money on the purchase. No, but but you know that's at that point they already own it, and there was if it was more than they wanted to buy in the first place. Like, well, you already bought it. These are all your issues now. But at right. least at least they can prioritize. Right. There's a lot. There's never a perfect house, but at least. When we find things, they can start working on them. I mean, even a small roof leak, that's often that's not going to be a real big deal to fix. Right. And by fixing that small item, you prevent it from a massive thing, thing down, down the, road. the road. So they, you should always, if you skipped a home inspection on your purchase, you should still have a home inspector come and take a look at it because they can help you mitigate uh, more and greater damages down the road. By telling you what to work on. I like the fact we can do the partial inspections because I was concerned about the fact that we do so much with current homeowners who, you know, they have a roofer come out and they did the roof and they want to make sure it was done right. Or they're having a mold issue and they need to figure out what's going on. Well, we're not going to do a whole home inspection for a moisture inspection. And this gives us a little more leniency with that which is where I would rather go with it as opposed to somebody who's buying a house and, you know, which one's going to be important for this house to do and which one isn't going to be important. And you don't know until you're out there. And by that time you may as well just do the whole inspection. Yeah. So what, what we got to figure that out. It's, it's kind of up in the air. If people would even want to do that, cause what was the point for homeowners? Totally fine doing that. Right. Um, Somebody looking to buy a house, man, how, how you say this area is so much more important than the other? I mean, yeah, foundations are important for all houses, but, you know, maybe electricity is not a big deal to, to some buyer. Who's but, an electrician? Yeah. But once they move in, they go, oh, yeah, they did not realize they had aluminum wiring that's never been updated on the connections, and, and they have a house fire. So there's no... I, 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 think, I, just, I think it's best to do, do the whole thing. So I do too. This is a discussion we'll be having. Yeah, the, the, yeah this will this will be <laughs> well, an in depth discussion. We will for have a while. this discussion. And, yes, we will. But anyway, yeah, don't don't do the walk and talks. Do not allow your buyers to do that. Not good. No, you're setting yourself and your buyers up for a problem, especially now that the rule's been very well defined and that it is no more. Yeah, well, it's just, just like we thought. You weren't allowed to do this, right? But. It's been definitely well, clear what, now. What, what got me would be where where they would call a home inspector and go, hey, come out and do this walk and talk, but make it like your dad. Oh, oh yeah. Pretend you're not a home inspector. Yes. And, and so here, who's going to do that to a member of the board? <laughs> I mean, why would you ever contact a member of the board and go, hey, can you do this walk and talk for me, but pretend you're your dad? That makes no sense. Yeah. So. Anyway, I think that's it. All right. Thank you, everybody. Have a great week. Bye-bye. 
You've been listening to the Standing Out in Ohio podcast. Be sure to subscribe on Spotify or Google Podcasts to get new, fresh episodes. For more, please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, or visit the website of the best Ohio home inspection company at homeinspectionsinohio.com or jimtroff.com. That's J-I-M-T-R-O-T-H, and click on podcast. Until next time, learn and go do stuff. Mm-hmm.